Let's pray. Father God, we thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to come together to worship you, Father. We thank you for your word and your grace, Father. And we pray now that it will go out, it will not return void, but will return what it was supposed to do. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. So uh, <clears throat> elderly grandma and her granddaughter were getting ready to take communion. And it was a little girl's first time ever taking communion. And she had lots of questions. And so she said, Grandmama, what, what are we doing? And she said, well, when we eat the bread, that is the body of Christ. And when we drink the cup, that's the blood of Christ. So the little girl said, Did, so the bread's actually his body? And she said, yes. She said, how many times have you done this? And she said, well, I've been taking communion all of my life. She said, do you think you've eaten a whole Jesus by now? <clears throat> they ain't all tens. <clears throat> All right, so what we're going to talk about this week is, is faith, and, 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 but it's, uh, uh, last week we talked about legacy and the legacy that, that, that the people that established this church and the generations that have come, and, and so I don't really think that you can talk about our legacy without talking about faith, but I'm talking about faith on an elementary level, um, <clears throat> I listened to a guy tell a story, not tell a story. I listened to a guy speak on this one time, and I wish I could, I wish I had magic to where I could show it to you on the, on the screen, but I'm not that good. But basically, if you will understand that God's word looks like an upside down pyramid, okay? And, and, and just, just think about it for just a second. So you have the, the headstone on the bottom, and then every level up, you get more stones, right? It continues to go out. It starts with a a foundation, and then it grows outward, okay, as it grows up. Well, in the very bottom is Jesus, right? Has to be, right? Because without him, we don't have a, 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 a faith or a religion or a, anything. We don't have any promises. We're heathens. We, we don't have nothing. So, so Jesus is on the bottom. And every level that you level up, there's a... Think about each level as a file cabinet, Right? So every time you level up, everything in that file cabinet, you have to believe to be able to go to the next level, right? And so if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God and he died for your, for your salvation, you can't get off the ground floor, right? Once you understand that Jesus is the Son of God and he died for your salvation, then you get to go to level two. And then level two starts to break down each individual fundamental value that God has built his kingdom on. Now, there are a lot of folks that stay at level two, and they never get past it. Because the thing is, is if you can imagine this, this pyramid, it is a living, breathing thing, right? God said that his word is a living, breathing thing. So if you don't believe this, you can't have the sections that go above it, right? It closes itself off. So if you teach, or if you've been taught... That Jesus is the Son of God, and He died for your salvation, and, and, and that's it. And, and, and you live in sin consciousness, or you live in the, the, the Ten Commandments, or whatever. You can only have just a little bit of what God's promises are. Because you can't believe to expand to level 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. You can't get off the basement because you haven't been taught it, right? 
And the way this works is, is once you understand and believe level one, then you get to go to level two. And then you get to go to level three, and then level four, and then level five, and level six. But if you say, well, I know the Bible says that, but you can't have the next level. That's like saying, I know I need to drink more water, but, or I need to be better hydrated, but, or I need to put food in my mouth where I have energy, but, or I need to put gas in my car for it to drive, but I just don't want to go buy it. Well, you can understand that head knowledge, know that your car requires gas for it to drive. And you can understand where the gas comes from. But until you go through the process of actually putting it in the car, you don't go nowhere. That's not true. You can go however many miles is left in the tank. If you're driving with Crystal, that could be somewhere less than 50 on a regular basis, right? Because she don't have gas in her car. We have a vehicle at our house right now that's on lockdown until Dad goes and gets gas in it. It just is. It's the truth. But until you get to understand what God's Word says and fundamentally believe it in your heart and act on it, you can't move to the next level. Now, this is, this is elementary information, but it's, it gets deep quick, right? Because when you go up and out on the pyramid, if you can agree to level 1, level 2, level 3, level 4, level 90, or level 14, depends on what level you're on, right? Everybody's on a different level. And we have, <clears throat> as the body of Christ, has segmented areas inside of what the Bible says that we don't necessarily believe. When I say we, I mean the body of Christ, not me personally. Not you personally. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about in general, right? I'm not insulting your abilities or your beliefs or your faith or your diligence or your willingness to accept what God's word is true no matter what people say, no matter what your experience says, no matter what's taking place, that God's word is true no matter what. Because when you get to the place where you wholeheartedly believe that God's true, God's word's true from the front to the back, from granddaddy used to say, from the genuine leather all the way to the back. When you get to the place to where you truthfully, honestly believe that God's word is true, you are prepared to climb levels. But you have to do it. You can't stand at the bottom of the ladder and go, I believe that ladder would take me up on the roof. I see it, I understand it, I understand the concept of a ladder, and I believe with all my heart that that ladder would take me to the top of the roof. And then complain that you're not on top of the roof. Because it actually, I don't know if y'all ever played with ladders before, but to actually move from the bottom of a ladder to the top of the ladder, it requires effort. It requires force. It requires um, some nerves, right? Depending on how tall the ladder is and who's holding the bottom of it. The other day we were getting ready for grandmama's um, <clears throat> setting up and couldn't make the cotton picking, um, what's it called, projector work. Couldn't find the big A-frame ladder, so daddy got his extension ladder. And if y'all can picture this, Bob and Lillian and Crystal are holding the bottom of the ladder, an extension ladder straight up in the ceiling with really no brace, and I am trying to as nimble as I look, scurry myself to the top. And about halfway up, Daddy said, hmm. 
And I took a couple more steps. He said, them are some soft shoes. I said, what do you mean? He said, you were standing on my finger. (laughs) Thank God he didn't turn loose just because I stepped on his finger. But I could have stood at the bottom of the ladder and looked and said, I believe that ladder would let me touch the ceiling. My grandmama once climbed that ladder or my mom or my dad, they believed that and they saw these results. But if you stay on the ground floor looking only, you cannot expect to have the results. You cannot lean the ladder up against the building and say, I believe the ladder will take me to the top of the building. And I know this sounds silly, but does it really? Because when I say, I want you to understand that Jesus said that the thief come to kill, to steal, and destroy. And I have come that you have life and have it more abundantly. That he was sent from God doing good to heal all who are oppressed by the devil. A-L-L-All. When I tell you I think he healed all of them. And you say, yeah, I agree. He healed all of me, but not me. I believe that it happened. I believe the ladder has the ability to take me to the top of the roof. I'm just scared of heights. Or I'm scared of failing or falling. See, fundamentally, faith is the ladder. And you can stand there and look at it and go, yes, there is a ladder. Yes, I believe that ladder's purpose is to get me on top of the roof. But until you're willing to put forth effort in God's word and study to show yourself approved and understand God's word and what his promises actually mean for you, you will not get off the ground. Now you might get to level three or four and be pretty comfortable. And look, I used to call that fire insurance, right? I mean, you're going to heaven, it's going to be all right, but you're going to be pretty miserable till you get there. But the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without the ladder, it's impossible to get on the roof. Now, you can know a guy who's got a ladder, and you can call him and tell him to come get on the roof, but if you called somebody and told them to come get on the roof, does it help you get on the roof? Why? Because for you to get on the roof, you have to do it. For to you to have faith... You have to understand what God's word says, because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's not have heard. That's not will hear. That says hearing. It is a constant ongoing fight to build up faith. Think about if you were trying to climb up the ladder and the ground was soft underneath it. And every time you took a step, the ladder slipped down. So if you, if you climb slow, the ladder's just going to sink down into the ground. But if you actually get after it, you probably can beat the ground, right? I know that's a silly, that's a silly example of what's taking place. But faith is continually attacked by the enemy and torn down bit by bit and piece by piece. That Satan's sole goal in this world is to destroy your confidence in what your God said. And God's word is the absolute opposite. It is a testimony of what God has done for people and trying to explain to you that if he did it to them, he would do it for me. See, that's that whole thing about, I know the ladder works because I saw somebody do it one time. Well, then why can't you do it? Well, I'm not as young as I used to be. Well, I'm not as skinny as I used to be. I mean, now you come up with all, I mean, maybe you're just scared of heights. But what's stopping us from moving from level one to level two to level three to level four to level five in God's word? 
The answers sound the same, but they're different. I'm too busy. It's hard for me to understand what the Bible says. I have a hard time sitting down and reading. I got ADD. I'm just talking about my, these are my examples now, not y'all's. I got some other made up thing that they told me about that makes me where I can't do what I'm supposed to do because God said I was supposed to do it. I done quoted like 10 scriptures and some of them are on this list, so I'm going to try not to repeat them again. <clears throat> but I probably will. 2 Corinthians. Yep, I'm going to repeat at least one. Chapter 5, verse 7. For we live by faith and not by sight, that we are confident, and I say that we would prefer to be away from the body and home with the Lord, right? But we walk by faith and not by sight. We climb to the top of the roof with a ladder. We don't fly, right? I mean, if any, now I'm going to tell y'all, if any of y'all possess special skills that where you can jump from the ground onto the roof after church, I will pay you to watch it. I will pay you to watch it. I'll be TikTok famous as Crowbar. I mean, I will be TikTok famous. If y'all can jump from the ground, I don't know if y'all notice or not, but y'all know Crowbar. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Greg Morris usually sits over there by Blaine. He's, he's got a video of us working in a swamp, and, he, and it's, it's a silly video. But it has been seen over two million times now, right, counting TikTok. And yeah. It's been seen millions of times around the world, and it's right there in the swamp, right? And Crowbar is now TikTok famous. The only thing he should have done was like put his face in the video because he didn't get any credit for it, right? But Crowbar is TikTok famous because of this crazy thing in the swamp. But if you can jump from the ground to the roof, we will all be TikTok famous by this afternoon because we'll stand around and cheer for you to magically jump from the ground to the roof of the church. But now if I said, hey, look, I'll give you $100 for anybody who'll go home and get a ladder and climb back up on top of the roof of the church. There are lots of folks in here that could go home and get a ladder and climb up to the top of the church. Now, if I said that you had to stand on God's word and faith and believe God for, insert whatever, healing, how many folks in here without a shadow of a doubt can say with, without, any, without any hesitation that I know that God's word says that by his stripes I was healed already, 1 Peter 2, 24. And I don't care what anybody's report says or what any doctor says, that I know that that's what God's word says, and I believe him and not them. See, that's where the boys and the men are separated. It's easy to say, hey, look, I know one time that, <clears throat> that, that Daryl Rourke had a heart attack and his blood pressure was 42 over 14, and he got hands laid on him, and the doctor said he was going to die, and if he didn't, he was going to have to have a transplant, and if he didn't, he was going to have to have a defibrillator, and he'd never be able to walk and do what he wanted to do. He'd never be able to work. He wouldn't be able to pick up his grandkids, and he wasn't going to live very long. That was in 2007. I was there. I watched it happen. I laid hands on him. You can go to Sally's buddy. <clears throat> who's been in the hospital with COVID, who was unconscious for three months, who came home last week, who is almost, is he walking? He's really close to walking. His mental stuff is all the way back. Use of his body is coming all the way back. Never be okay. We showed up and laid hands on him, and God's word is true no matter what. Now, you can see those examples and say, well, I know it's possible. 
I know, I know what God can do. And then the next word is the one that kills you. I know, a, I know it did happen, but, but I know Jesus did heal people, but I know that ladder will take me to the top of the roof, but. And the but stops the faith from being developed. Fundamentally, fundamentally, as Christians, there is no but in God's word. It doesn't say Jesus is the Son of God and He came and He died for me to be saved, but it doesn't say that. It says if you believe in your heart and say with your mouth, the confession will be made into salvation. There's no but. It doesn't say but if you don't do, no, it does no but. There's no but. Oh, but have eternal life. It does. It does have a but in it, but not the same kind of but I'm talking about. We shoot ourselves in the foot when we're faced with an opportunity to grow, to move further up the, up the ladder, up the, up the pyramid, right? When we move further up God's fundamental knowledge, we stop ourselves because we keep using words like, well, I don't know. Well, but, well, that was a long time ago. Well, they were probably better people than me. Well, God might like them more. I mean, how bad is that? You think God is a respecter of persons? No. We're all sons. If you're born again, you're a son and a daughter. Do you, like, feed one kid but not the other kid? Do you, like, you know, you can live in my house but you can't live in my house? You can have food, but you cannot have food. I know you're my kid, but I don't really like you. Get out. I mean, I know there are people that are evil that, that, that have some of those things, but, but I mean, not God, right? So if God being God, man, this is, whoa, I got to give it. So if God being God, we, we have to believe what God's word says. If you're going to move from ground floor to floor two to floor three to floor four, you, there is no negotiation in whether or not you believe what God's word says or not. There's no buts. There's no I don't think so. There's no that was a long time ago. It said you don't understand, right? Well, you don't understand. Well, I, I could tell you for certain that I and, and Crystal and Miss Rourke got walked into a little tiny room that looked like a broom closet with about four chairs and no windows. And that guy walked in and said he's not going to live, and if he does, he's going to have to have a heart transplant. He he is in serious trouble. And he went to go off on this big bad thing about why all this stuff was bad. And I said, we appreciate your opinion, but I prayed for him and we believe he's going to be healed. And he laughed and he walked out the door. That's just the truth. I mean, it was there. we were there. And then I set those two little yahoos over there and along with Craig and said, the Bible says that what you believe in your heart and say with your mouth, you're going to have. So we invoke the Bambi rule immediately. Y'all know what the Bambi rule is? My kids know what the Bambi rule is. Y'all know? If you can't say anything nice, you don't say anything at all. So if you can't speak faith and life into the situation, then shut your mouth. Because the, what stops God's word from working is doubt and unbelief. And we provide it. The enemy doesn't have to attack us to give us doubt and unbelief. We provide it. Well, you know, maybe, maybe he's not going to make it. Maybe this is worse than we think. Maybe he'll never recover. That's all lies from the pits of hell. 
God's word says that he is healed with past tense. By the stripes of Jesus, he's already been healed. So when we get to the nuts and bolts of what's taking place, what stops us from growing up? We talk ourselves right out of it. Y'all ever met anybody that could talk themselves into anything? This smooth talker, Philip's got a buddy that's a turkey hunter. He's the smooth talkingest dude you've ever seen. He he hunts more places, old ladies, and and, I mean, all kinds. He's got more land to hunt. He's the smoothest talking dude I ever met. I mean, he is smooth. He he was in federal court and talked himself out of going to jail for a really long time over killing a stupid animal. But we, as Christians, instead of talking ourselves into stuff, we talk ourselves out of stuff. Like I said, the Bible says what you believe in your heart and say with your mouth, you're going to have. And so what do you believe? Man. I had this all laid out smooth and nice and pretty and it went. Because that's what faith looks like. It's every situation you can come up with. It's every time you can come up with something that happened. Right? It's the legacy effect. What faith is, is it comes from God's word, it comes from hearing God's word. Faith also comes from personal experience and seeing other people in the same experience, right? Daryl's grandkids' faith is built off of his attack, right? Because what a wonderful testimony it is. And you know, the first time I ever told this in church, Mr. Daryl didn't know most of it. Because he was unconscious from Monday to Tuesday, and he was like, oh, okay, a day. But it was really Monday plus eight days or seven days to the next Tuesday. Right? <clears throat> and so what happened? So Miss Rourke took fundamental faith scriptures and she printed them out and she taped them on the mirror in the bathroom. Why? Because you got to have it, right? You need it. Now, you can have memes that say it, or you can have it on whatever. But I'm going to tell you, if you're facing something and it's in God's Word, taping it on the mirror in the bathroom is probably one of the top ways to continue to bring it to your remembrance, right? Because I bet all of y'all, well, I can tell by most of you's hair, although Philip might not, you might not have. But most of y'all, Thomas might not have either, looked at the mirror this morning. Right, Me and Thomas and Philip, we don't have to really look at the mirror a whole lot to make sure our hair is, is good. But almost all of y'all wake up in the morning and walk to the bathroom and brush your teeth facing the mirror. And you fix your face and you put on your stuff and your war paint and all the things that you do. I mean, I don't know what all you do. It's just lots of noise and like animal noises when they're putting all that stuff on. But you look at that mirror all the time. All the time. So what better place is there to have God's Word displayed? There's not a better place. Why is it important for it to be there? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So why is it important? Because every time you look at it, you think about it and you hear it, you read it in your head. You should be reading it in your head. Actually, you should be saying it out loud. Because if you want to get from ground one, level one to level two to level three to level four, everything that God did is he said, right? When God said, let there be light, he didn't like screw in a light bulb. He said, let there be light, and light came. 
When you got saved, you said, I believe in my heart and say with my mouth that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, that he went to hell and paid my penalty, and I'm saved and I accept him as my Lord and Savior. You said it, right? See, the problem is, in the book of James, James says that faith without corresponding actions is dead. The same way that ladder leaned up on the building without you climbing it, it is useless. But most current teachers, pastors, preachers, theologians, whatever you want to call them, say that this is a contradictory statement from what Paul said, right? Because Paul says it's not by works, but it's by faith. But the corresponding action in faith is that you believe in your heart and say with your mouth. That is the corresponding action. It doesn't say that you to be saved, that you got to run up and down the aisle ten times. That's not the corresponding action. The corresponding action is to believe in your heart and say with your mouth, and you have what you're going to say. Jesus said, um, man, I got a couple of marks marked. I don't remember which mark I need to mark. That makes sense? Glad y'all paying attention. Not that one. <clears throat> Mark chapter 9, verse 14. And when they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and the teachers of the law arguing with them. And as soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. Jesus said, What are you arguing with them about? A man in the crowd asked, Answered, Teacher, I brought my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth and gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. <clears throat> I ask your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they cannot. Jesus answered. He didn't say, oh, okay. Jesus answered. You unbelieving generation, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. And so they brought him, and when the Spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into convulsions, and he fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked the father, boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered, it has often thrown him into the fire or the water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And his response is epic. If you can... If you can, do, do you know who I am? If you can, everything is possible for he who believes. So if I can be healed, if I can be set free, if I can, if I can climb the ladder, I can climb the ladder. If I can, so if, that, so I mean, it's in red. It says, if you can, everything is possible for one who believes. So then tell me again about the attack that's going on that you can't overcome. Tell me about the sickness that's after you that you can't beat. Tell me about the situation that God won't set you free from. Because I don't understand. Because Jesus said, if, if everything is possible for the one who believes. The problem is, 
problem is, is Thomas is already standing up. The problem is, is we tried it one time and it didn't work. Yeah. The problem is, is that I didn't really know what God's Word said to start off with. I wasn't really, really, really willing to spend time in God's Word, to know what God's Word said, to make sure that I knew what my rights were in Christ. The problem was, is I haven't heard enough to have faith. See, now all of those are legitimate problems. If he can, oh, he can. He has, he done, he already did it. So when we're faced with situation, we're going to have to come back to this next week. When we're faced with a situation that seems like it's too big for God, you need to get a different perspective. That whose report will you believe? I mean, that guy stood in that room and told us he was going to die. He dead. He, he ain't going to make it. <laughs> I appreciate that. But I laid hands on him and the Bible said he's going to be healed. I don't care how silly I look. I don't care how silly I sound. That guy laughed. I mean, he's a medical doctor. He's still there. He, he's a heart surgeon. He laughed, walked out of the room. He didn't say nothing else. He, he, best I know, he still hasn't spoken to me again. And I've seen him multiple times. I doubt he remembers me, but... He laughed and walked out of the room. But I'm going to tell you what he said was as he was going to die and not be able to recover at all. And what I'm seeing is, is he's sitting right there. I don't know whose word was true and wasn't true. That's a lie. He's right there. God's word is true every time. Every time. And if for some reason we can't make God's word work, who in here believes it's God's fault? Right. The same guy who created the universe, who hung the stars, who, who named the stars, who built everything around you that is. Without him, there is nothing. He failed? If he can, is that what he said? If you can, everything is possible for the one who believes. To be continued. Father, we just thank you and praise you for this day. Father, we thank you for this word. Father, we thank you for your promises, and we just give you the praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.